Right, apparently we're rolling, I'm eating an apple. I've just been dragged out into this room by um, Ben Hansen. Very intimidating character, again, <laughs> over there. Um, we'll do a talk with these two boys on church revitalization and whatever else I think of. Boys, just introduce yourself. You don't have to look to the camera, but you can if you want to look creepy. <laughs> just stare down the camera and say, who you are, where are you, what you do. Me first. Uh, Tommy Miller, I'm a church planter with Twitter Schemes, working in Mary Hill in the northwest of Glasgow. Uh, Revitalisation uh, project over there. Literally been there months, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, September, we kind of formalised it, yeah. Right, okay. So. Hey, I'm Lewis Campbell, and I'm... Otherwise uh, known as Jim. Otherwise <laughs> Jim. Rosie and Jim, yeah. <laughs> People still call me that here. Uh, and um, I'm pastor at Stonehaven Baptist Church, which is a small town just south of Aberdeen. It's Matthew's old church. It's Matthew's old church. He ruined it and then left. <laughs> you know the history there? Bits and pieces, yeah. No, yeah so Matthew strong history, yeah. was the yeah. pastor. It was 500 strong when he came. <laughs> Within six months, it was down to four so, people. Yeah. And then he left, went to America to work for Deva. That's it. I've been cleaning up, yeah. cleaning up ever I since. I can't so. believe it. Mm. Absolute rubbish. <laughs> That's what they called him. That's his nickname up there. Absolute rubbish. <laughs> so, we're here to talk about uh, church revitalization. As we all know, I have nothing planned. So, um, we are... The weekend that we're doing now, it's not, not for church planters. It's for people from the schemes. It's for everyone, right? But Twitty Scheme talks a lot about church planting. And I think a lot of people don't realise, actually, our preferred methodology is we'll... Um, our primary method is we, we want to revitalise, but we'll plant if we have to. Hmm. Uh, because planting and revitalisation are two very different things and require two very different skill sets in, 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 in many ways, I think. So um, you're both very new to it. Um, ha, ha, what are some of the difficulties? Uh, I tried to warn you about a few difficulties that may come um, your way. So what are some of the difficulties you've found in? In, um, in going to the, the, the places that you're at now? Mm. Not necessarily with people in the congregation, but just, mm, I'm going to have to think about this ministry. No, I think that's a fair point. I think <clears throat> for us, uh, obviously we kind of came on about a year ago, uh, just over a year ago, uh, trained to be church planters, and then it turns out we've got this revitalisation. Um, yeah, and it's... I think the, the the key thing for me initially is just uh, the people that are that remain there, uh, recognizing that they've been there for, you know, fifty years, um, and not to not to see that as a negative thing, but to see that as a positive thing of their kind of strength and faithfulness and, and ability to stick it out when when everybody else left, or everybody else moved on, uh, they remained there. But we put you in a team, so you came in, what we do with most planters is they yeah. come and train with us for anywhere between a year and two years. Then we gave you a little plant in its, it was in its sort of nucleus, wasn't it, in Bingham, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Gave you sort of, was it for the last six months before you left, sort mm -hmm. of the headship of the team? And so you left sort of this tight-knit thing <laughs> to go to Glasgow, and was that just a glaring shock to yeah. the system? It was, it was one of those ones where <clears throat> you were kind of excited about it, then when you get there, it's like it's, it becomes the reality sinks in, and you kind of think, "Well, um, I'm glad I'm part of Twitter Schemes for a start. Uh, I wouldn't, I couldn't imagine doing something like that isolated on your own. So yeah, it was a big, big culture shock. Um, but that's, but that and was the initial culture stage, shock yeah. in terms of they just were 
as many young dynamic people around as there've been in Bingham, or I mean, how? Well, I think working working in Edinburgh amongst twenty scheme because Bingham's quite close to here. Um, you do have this kind of comfort. Yeah. Lots of people, uh, and you know, lots of people to help out, do this, that, and the other. Uh, and then, but when you when you get sent, um, and I'm sure the other guys have felt this as well, mm. whether it's planted or revitalisation, uh, the sent is a kind of a, just a feeling of I'm, that's that's it. I know I'm on, but uh, you know that yeah. Ah, it just becomes the reality kind of sinks in pretty quick. Um, but no, it's. <clears throat> Try to see it as a positive thing, you know, kind of learning curve and just moving forward, definitely. Okay. And you were in a similar situation. Mm -hmm. Started trying to plant a church mm -hmm. somewhere um, for a variety of reasons. Not, not your fault that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Cause you were with 20 Schemes initially, right? Was that right? Yeah, yeah, we were with 20 Schemes. And you left us and we've never heard from you again. But, um, <laughs> I didn't even get anything in the divorce settlement. <laughs> uh, but um, then we hear, um, obviously, you've got all your baby. Do. Five months old. And mm. congratulations. And then I heard that you were taking on Matthew, the church that Matthew destroyed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, and actually, in all seriousness, when I heard that you were taking that church on, I was really chuffed. Right, Matthew. Oh, really chuffed you because mm -hmm. I thought, well, that you were the right guy, mm. the, 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 the right temperament. And so, as a guy who's tried to build a team together, planting, and now moving into an established church that mm. well, obviously will have its issues, all churches do, can you see a big difference? Yeah, I can see quite a, quite a lot of differences. Personally, I'm I'm enjoying I think having more actually just those ordinary rhythm structure, structure. routine because um, whatever else happens, whatever else is going on, I still have to have a sermon ready for Sunday. Um, yeah. I'm enjoying being the. Pastor. How many members has it got? Uh, in well, people involved. There's some are members, some aren't. Oh, but right. I think it'd be just between twenty and thirty. So okay. quite a small group. Yeah. But they're a group of you know actually godly Christians that um, I think just need a a bit of leadership and would say yeah, that yeah. themselves um, so in the first few months I mean we've only been there since I mean you were saying September, we've only been there since November so uh, but the first few months have been really really encouraging they've been very warm and welcoming the honeymoon and, period but probably mm -hmm. <laughs> but they have but you know they, have they you tried to move a bit of carpet yeah. yet though <laughs> well you're make, making small changes that, that'll be the first thing changes. that'll like we want to change the carpets <laughs> I mean Matthew tried to change the carpet <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, no, they've been very, very warm, very welcome, Good. encouraging, and wanting to help as well. So they're they're not they're trying not to overburden me. They're saying okay. that themselves, not trying to give me too much. They're very loving to us. So one of the things at Twenty yeah. Schemes that we do mm -hmm. is we do we have quite an intensive, as you both know, application process, mm -hmm. um, uh, which is very purposeful. Looks at the character of the guy, his marriage, his wife, etc. And um, I think I'd said early on, particularly. Uh, you tell me that I think your character she's very calm and flappable do you know what I mean but sort of direct purposeful would be far better suited I think to revitalization and, and the same for you in, in many ways that sort of calm pastoral than an idiot like <coughs> me who's like do you know what I mean I like to destroy things but no but I mean a planter is a he's, he's a different beast I, I, I think if I'd have stuck as a young 20-something, go get in, No, I'm taking no prisoners, I'm going to just burn it to the ground, guy in there, I think it would have been counterproductive. Can you mm. see the difference in, yeah, mm. yeah. in gifting? I think, yeah, I think that's true. I, I, 
a year ago I probably wouldn't have known the difference. I wouldn't have been able to describe yeah. that to you. So yeah, the process we went through over the last year or so, I think it's kind of helped bring that out and how, you know, the difference that, that, that there is. So yeah, I remember you saying that to me at the time, not thinking, well, I don't know what that means really, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what most of them do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's still going to give his money though, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the important part, yeah. But no, yeah, yeah. it's a big, big difference, mm -hmm. yeah, big difference. There's you know, pros and cons, pros and cons with planting and revitalising. Yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I think you're right. I think you, I think you made the right choice. Yeah. What What do you think? Yeah, I think I think the same. I'm finding that. Well, um, I think you made the right choice after all. Let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be clear. I didn't put him there. Because <laughs> I think a lot of what I've been trying to do in the early months and, and finding is important is actually just going and spending time with people and sitting and listening to people and learning about yeah. the history of the church and. Showing you care for them, demonstrating that you're not, you know, you're not just kind of coming and you be a bull in a china shop, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that you're planning to be around for the long term as well, because I think a lot of churches have kind of short term pastors and so on. And not that to say anything about any of my predecessors have been great, but but just been <laughs> apart from Matthew, of course. Yeah. But um, I, I, I think just that listening and and earning people's trust and and sort of um, that kind of playing the long game. And it's yeah. different, is it? Because mm. when you're planting, you can build your own DNA from the ground <clears> up. You can be in charge of your statement of faith, doctrines, what sort of church you're going to be, what it's going to look like. But then you come into a situation where the rules, as they see them, mm. have already been in place for decades. And people don't even know what the statement of faith is. They've never really read it since the 50s and, the, you know, whatever else, the rules and regulations are around churches. How have you found coming in with to groups of people who they know they, they need to change, they want to change, they've not quite been able to change, and then you sort of come in and is there is there clashes? I know you're saying there's a honeymoon period. Yeah, is there? How do you how do you navigate that minefield of like saying right? I, I just want to kill all of you, which would be one extreme reaction. Which you probably have thought. I know you've done. I've I've not thought that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. The frustration of man. It was yeah. easy when I was in Bingham because I just made a decision mm. and it, it got done. But here you have to a little thing. Uh, at least when I first, came, I'll, I'll not talk about your situation. I'll talk about my when I first came to Nidri. Man, I remember once um, we were doing communion on a Sunday. And uh, do you notice we have sort of a communion table which says mm -hmm. in room out Yeah. Um, I uh, I just put the table. I was very small. Put the t I just picked a table, one of the kids' tables. Put it out, shoved some bread, and a bit of, bit of <clears throat> ribena on it. <sighs> Mates, and all through communion, I'm thinking a bit frosty in here. <laughs> and uh, afterwards, you know, I'm just like accosted by, why didn't you put the communion table out? And I'm like, what? Is there a com there's a communion table? It's just a table. It's symbolic, right? This whole thing. But no, apparently we had a communion table made, made out of splinters of the actual cross. That's why it was so important <laughs> to them. And um, I'm, so that's my first week mm. here. And I'm like, and it was completely un... I didn't do it on purpose. I just picked the table up, mm. right, and put the elements on. And I thought, wow, I'm in big trouble here. Because I just come from planting in Brazil. I've been doing planting for... 10 years and to come to arguing because I didn't put the right table out people who were like and they were they weren't just angry they were incandescent and so mm -hmm. do you see what I'm saying yeah how do yeah. you that takes a different skill set to deal with yeah I think so I think that 
in that respect, we have to just be, I think, just be self-aware, be aware of their, well, it could be traditions or quirks that they've, which they, they, they've been used to. I think we have to just, if we're willing to show a bit of respect towards that, um, I think that, then that could just uh, make things go a bit smoother. Uh, but when you, do you say, no, that's ridiculous? There, there, there will be something, I think. I've not experienced that yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there will be. I, I think there will come a time where that will happen. But uh, no, I think that as long as it's not like an unbiblical thing. Have you um, experienced that, Matthew? Well, we're talking just about you wearing a tie. Yeah. Preach. That'd be an example of you. I think people are. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That so wearing a tie, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I particularly just. I, for me, I, I just wear what I normally wear. And I find that yeah. personally offensive, but you know, you're not pastoring me, but. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I, I take great care over my appearance. Yeah, I don't now. think I could get away with a beanie hat preaching. I think that would be a bridge too far. I, I don't wear beanie hats anyway, but I wouldn't put one on for the sake of it. But yeah, there, there will be things, I think, along the way. And if you look at the different church planters, uh, you know, you go, go to go to Balanic and you'll see Pete Stewart mm -hmm. preaching with a pair of flip-flops on and a... And a pair of shorts. There's no need for that, though, is there? There's no need for that, no. <laughs> Poor people in the front row. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. culturally, that wouldn't be acceptable where I am, you know. But how do you marry that with, yeah. let's just say, you were... Do you, I mean, do you have to wear a sh shirt and tie, or are you just No, chilled? it goes from week to quite often. I'll preach like this. Other week, I'll wear a How shirt. do you go from that sort of more formal way? Because mm. a, a lot of people, even if I didn't wear it, would in, in the early days, they would still come dressed... Yeah, you know, for a funeral service, but very nicely done up and all that, and it was such a. I mean, I never told him that you couldn't wear anything. You you got to wear what you think on as Jesus, on as the Lord, right? Yeah. Um, but it was such a difficulty because what they wore stuck out so much from this entire community. You wear a suit, you're either someone's died, you're a copper, you're an ex-copper, right? Or they're going to court. Mm. That is it. There's n no other reason, and so, and so, how do you marry? Um, should you ask people to come in less formally? Should you just leave it? Should you? How do you bridge that gap? That's coming for you. The more and more contacts you'll make in the community, it'll be. The more contacts I made in the community, yeah. it was quite clear to me, man. I've got two groups of people here. Yeah. I've got yeah. Christians who think. God should be worshipped and da, 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 this way, and uh, it's not for me to challenge their personal convictions. But what happened is their personal convictions have morphed into this is the doctrinal stance of this church. Mm -hmm. And then I've got these group of people who've never read a Bible, wander around in their jammers to the shops after them, mm -hmm. um, who come to faith, and it became very quickly very clear we were going to have a culture mm -hmm. war here. I suppose it's different in in our church. It's kind of one of the things that when I first started meeting with the church was speaking with a few of them. Yeah. They seemed to actually, some of them seemed to actually pride themselves on their informality. Right. Um, but you have others who would come still yeah, come. Because you can suit, have the reverse, you know? can't you? Yeah. Like, well, they're cool and trendy. Yeah, and yeah. but, um, but we, sloppy, we have people, right? yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we have people coming in both. It doesn't really, something like that at the moment doesn't really seem to be an issue. Or yeah. at least they've not said that to me. Maybe it is, but I haven't, yeah. <laughs> I haven't I said that yeah, to me, you know. Yeah, so. I mean, you're both new in as well. It's a different setting as well, I suppose. Different, different setting. Yeah. And I think um, mm. a lot of it comes down, I think when you go to a church to revitalise, is clear communication and setting expectation. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is, okay, we're willing to cede some ground for the mm -hmm. sake of the gospel, but 
these are some non-negotiables that, 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 mm -hmm. that I, I wouldn't trade. I don't know if clothing was ever one for me. I've, I've never stood at the front and go, you should wear this or you should wear that. My mm -hmm. position is if you wear a shirt and tie because you think it honours the Lord, praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. If you come in a tracksuit and you think it, you know, it's clean, it's tidy, you, you, mm -hmm. you feel that you're honouring the Lord, praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. We can't one judge the other, but these, these little things be become massive barriers, particularly in schemes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I think that... If I, I, <clears throat> I would imagine that the, the people in, in our scheme in Mary Hill, you know, if they saw if they saw everybody or the, the people that are at the church all to the gathering to the church and going in in their suits, they, they, if they saw that, they would say, I don't belong there, that's not for me. Uh, it was something that they wouldn't feel a part of that. So for me, I think that it, is a, it will be a barrier, but I, I think that we can. If, we, if we're, I think what you said is, if we're comfortable in what we're wearing, we can't then ask another person to, mm. to dress like us, but they should be the same. It should work both ways. But it has to be, it has to look like the church, the people of the church uh, and the people, the people of the community belong there. Uh, and it's not like, that's not for me, even just culturally, I just don't accept it. So I think that's something which I think we have to try and overcome, yeah. How did you, what happened here? Because no, nobody here wears a suit on a Sunday, so. Most of the original people I came here would yeah. be dead now. I would have buried right, okay. them um, or would have moved on. Um, there's still a few, the originals, maybe a dozen or so out of the 80, 90 people who are in membership here. Um, I didn't... So I was attacked for what I wore when I first came. Right. Um, I think one of the first members meeting, I had a chat with people about... No, in fact, no, before I came, I said I came <coughs> and I preached in a certain way. N not disrespectful, not, you know, I, I don't dress a way to, to be cool. I just dress how I feel comfortable, right? Um, and... Afterwards, there's a big Q&A, and a couple of people say, if you came here, would you dress like that? And I'm like, well, if I came here, would you dress like that? <laughs> um, explain to me your reasoning. Like, well, we think it dishonours God, and what's disrespectful about it? And I'm like, no, I don't think it does, but you obviously do. Just give me some of your reasoning. And um, it wasn't very logical. It's, the mm. usual, it's, it's cultural preference. Mm -hmm. And I said, here's what we'll agree to do. I am never going to stand in this pulpit and tell you what you need, what, whether what you wear is godly or ungodly. Within, listen, if some woman's coming in with low-cut tops and her rack's hanging out, and it's, it, it's a mm. distraction, right? Th that's a separate issue if it's, in, if it's improper. But if it's just a matter of cultural preference, it's not my job to teach the church how to dress. Mm -hmm. That's a cult, unless I'm mistaken. It's my job to point people to Jesus and mm -hmm. to live lives that honour him. And so very early on I would said, if this is going to be an issue for you with me, I am not your guy. So I'll just I'm just gonna warn you, you know, out of good out of goodness. I am I'm coming here because your this church was telling me they're not making any inroads into the community. Mm -hmm. And if you if I'm coming here to fight you over what I wear before I get here, I am not your guy. Because, trust me, there's going to be some bigger battles than mm -hmm. whether I wear a beanie. And so, actually, yeah. So I, I made sure from the off mm -hmm. that there was clear communication. Uh -huh. But then, here's the problem in revitalization. People are desperate for a pastor. Maybe they're small. They've been dying for years. They've tried everything. And they'll tell you anything. 
to get you to accept the job. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're good with that until you get there. <laughs> it turns out, actually, they're not that good with that. Uh, and so, um, yeah, very, I found it much more difficult revitalizing Nidri than planting my previous churches, which were in much harder <coughs> communities yeah. than this. Hmm. Um, what was the, I just, I know you're asking, I'm just asking what were the, the kind of, the main sort of big battles that you had to fight early on? Did you have like things you had to prioritise? Yeah, so the things like what people, what you wore, right. I mean, how the chairs were set out on a Sunday, did I use the communion table? Um, they used to have a big <coughs> table in the corner where the cafe is now. The cafe didn't look anything like that. The cafe is that had like about 500 different kinds of tracts, some of them in the AV. I got rid of that. Uh, not because I'm against tracts, but because it was just completely pointless in our community. So there were, there were issues like that, or, or particular types of outreach that were going on, which I thought were a, okay. hmm. hadn't produced fruit for years and were unprofitable. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, although, slightly different, I'm probably more similar to your situation. Your situation's far more critical. At least Nidri had about 30, 40 people at that point, you know. More critical in terms of numbers, the, yeah, yeah. the numbers of people yeah. and uh, and ages, but it does. Looking back, this congregation had a lot of grace with me, because I was rough. I wouldn't say or do things now that I did thirteen years ago. But then that's maturity, Christian life, a bit more. I'd never, I'd never revitalised the church before. I'd only accidentally planted a few. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But yeah. in the years that we've been interviewing and assessing guys and training them, it just became clear to me, we need a different skill set. If I put a bulldog in an old church, there's people who are basically scared to change because it's always been like that. They know the building, it feels like theirs. He could destroy. Yes, they may be difficult people, but he could destroy some faithful saints who've actually been walking with Jesus 60 years, regardless of whether we think their views are quaint or not. Yeah, they're still true. God's children. They're still loved by Jesus, and we still have a responsibility to pastorally love them. Mm. And so, you know, yeah. Yeah, I think that was pretty much the first lesson I, I learned. Just kind of hearing, hearing the history from their point of view was that you know the church had been there for a hundred over a hundred years, yeah. and they the two of the guys there were both converted in I think it was nineteen seventy two, yeah, and they're still there. Yeah, I was born. Yes, yeah. before I was mm. born. So, uh -huh. and they've been there ever since. So yeah, there's quirky things which we would disagree on, mm. but you can't fault their faithfulness and mm. dedication. So that's what we try and work on. Yeah. The issue is going to find out is they've been dying or hemorrhaging or not growing for 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 unhealthy reasons yeah and i think that's when you have to be <coughs> skillful shall we say with the surgeon's blade <laughs> so you're saying that was, i agree with you kind of hearing about the the history of the church and yeah. ours is not nearly as old i think ours is about 30 years isn't it still? Mm. um but they they have had kind of histories they've had their ups and downs they've had splits they've had difficulties i, and I know he, he yeah he's, I, I, just, <laughs> I know <laughs> but uh, but just hearing from them that some of them, you know, are they are they are believers in it, and they just need a bit of encouragement and a bit a kind of gentle form of leadership, I think, because they're they're godly people that want to move forward and mm -hmm. want to reach out. But um, 
it won't all be straightforward, but there's that kind of by hearing from some of them been wounded in the past to be uh, kind of moving forward now just slowly. So difficult as a shepherd, right? Because mm. you want to mm. gently guide the sheep. You want to run, mm. make sure you keep <clears throat> the ones that are wandering astray, but you also want a firm hand in certain places which is like, no, mm. no, actually, we need to be clear. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so, so much wisdom required. Mm. I always yeah. say to people, when they ask me what's the prayer request for 20 again, but I just say, pray for all of us. We all need wisdom, but particularly our guys who are in revitalization, pray that God would give them patience mm -hmm. and wisdom. Yeah. Above, I think, ev every other gift. That's, that's what we need. Mm -hmm. I know um, you're quite a patient dude, but even you've uh, experienced... Yeah, there's always limitations. <laughs> <laughs> the thrill of... Uh, yeah. But I think you've got to look at the positives, and I think that's what I try and do. And there were some things that which they'd done well, uh, and I think I've kind of mentioned the kind of children's work and the, and the youth mm -hmm. work, well, the children's work in particular. And the and this is something that which I think I, I got from maybe one of Brian Cross books, and and just the history and how you can build yeah. on that, use that as to your advantage, because it's been there for so long. The, 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 the toddler group that we have, the mums and even the grannies, used to come to the toddler group, used to come to the kids group. Um, so there's a, there's a level, the people, the, the buildings that's there, the people of the community trust the people that are in there, regardless of who they are, for the generations. And they'll, they'll willingly just send their children, they don't even come in, mm -hmm. they'll just send their kids across the street yeah. to the club. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the kind of key benefits of, yeah. of uh, a revitalization. If it's been done well in the past, there's a trust there which you don't yeah. have to build. Everybody knows what that aye. building is. Aye. Mm -hmm. With the planter guys, they normally get kind of dealt with with a degree of suspicion. Who who are these new guys? Whereas, so that's one of the best advantages that we have. Yeah, you can yeah. cash into the community cachet that already exists. Yeah. Just while you mention it there, and we're going to stop in a minute because I've got to go. But uh, good book is Brian Croft's Revitalization. There's all there's also another one he wrote. It's a white cop white thing. Facing snarls and scowls. Facing snarls and scowls. Have you got that one, boys? No, I think no, yeah. they mentioned right. that. I'm going to get that. That's Brian Croft too, right? Yeah, it's on preaching. Yeah, that's on preaching as yeah. well. But it, it, all of these sort of um, practical shepherding mm -hmm. materials are really, really good yeah. around the issues of revitalization, how to pastor through that faithfully, gently, firmly. Um, and, and I think they're really helpful. Unless you want to say something else. I'm, I'm cutting it. Are you happy, Ben? Because you're just standing there looking like... <laughs> How long's that been, John? Just try half an hour or so. That's not bad, is it? So remember, revitalisation is very, very tough. But I think for schemes, it's the best primary model to pursue just because of the cultural cachet. Yeah. People trust, even if they don't mm -hmm. go to this institution, they trust it because their grandma went to mm -hmm. nursery there or, or, or Sunday school. A lot of their family and friends would have been buried or married or <coughs> christened there or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so we need to really cash in on that. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, boys.